0: What's up guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh.
1: And I'm Alessandra.
0: And we're here to evolve, if you didn't catch that. (laughs) Uh so a couple cool things. We got a couple different cameras, so if you want to watch us on YouTube, you can see us from several different angles. (laughs) Pretty awesome.
1: We literally have three cameras pointing at us right now. One of them on a little baby's (laughs) baseball tee. We're using Kai's T ball thing as a tripod and it looks ridiculous. If you
0: could see from behind us, (laughs) it would look really, really silly. But anyway, today's episode is going to be a lot about mindset stuff. Um, One of the main topics we're going to be going over is extreme ownership and just taking ownership for certain things and all things that are directly related to you. But basically just kind of strengthening the mindset. It's not necessarily, oh, I'm in a a bad headspace, but kind of pulling yourself out of that and being able to tackle the day and overcome a lot of things that you're dealing with. So we'll kind of dive right in. Um, This is all kind of stemming from one of the books that we read. Um, that's where we get a lot of our stuff actually so if you're not reading I recommend you don't dive entirely into the fiction side of things but things that can help you kind of progress as a human and leadership and and things along those lines mindset have been something that we've been diving into quite a bit this year
1: yeah reading has changed everything for us i mean it really helped us grow our business it helped us become it continues to help us become better humans and we have our favorite books i have them linked on my amazon page i'll put it in the show notes if you're looking for something but i think it's good to have things to read that you enjoy obviously a lot of people enjoy fiction um but at the same time you also want to make sure you're you're reading things that make you a better human and allow you to evolve, um, and a lot of that is your typical self-help, self-help books, but there are so many out there. Like every time I go to pick a new one on Amazon, I'm very overwhelmed because there's so many. Um, But we put our favorites um, linked in the show notes and on our Amazon page if you guys need some ideas of ones that you want to know are good.
0: And there's some on there that I am not entirely a fan of as far as the book. There's one that I'm reading right now that I don't love. But I was telling Alsanji the other day, I'm not going to stop reading it. I don't like to stop in the middle of something. So I wanted to finish it. And if you can pull anything from anywhere it that's was, the it was thing. productive so i did get to a chapter that i did really connect with and something resonated with me and we're actually gonna hit on, in, on it in this episode um, but that's kind of why i don't i don't stop short so if there's anything you can benefit in any way shape or form that's why I, you know even doing a podcast if we can help one person it's the same kind of concept if i can read a book and pull one beneficial theme from it then it was worth the read
1: i think that's something you have to kind of take with everything, you know, with social media, with books that you read, with TV shows, or I mean, anything, you can pull little nuggets of wisdom and little pieces from different people in different places to kind of compile it all into your little bubble of knowledge, so I don't think I've ever read any book where I'm like, oh, I love every single page of this book, like, there are just parts of every book that I'm like, oh, I don't really agree with that, but that doesn't mean the whole book is like a crapshoot.
0: This book, I didn't connect with any of it, <laughs> except for like maybe well, four pages. why don't pages. you just
1: tell them what it is, because I have a completely different opinion.
0: It's the book uh, Winning by Tim Grover, and it's been highly recommended by a lot of people. But I feel like a lot of what he said, and it is, it's a good book, and some people may connect with it. I just didn't connect with it because I was reading the same things over and over winning, 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 winning does this, winning does that. And I didn't get any context from it. So there were some really cool stories with some of the athletes he's worked, he's worked with. That's what I was kind of hoping to pull from this is like mindset stuff and things that they did and just different experiences. So when those come up, those are really cool to hear, but a lot of it felt like just filler bullshit where he says the same thing for 15 pages and had he just removed 14 of those pages and said the one thing, the one time I would have felt better about it. And his book would have been a hundred pages.
1: Yeah, I mean I agree with you, like it is very repetitive and there are certain parts of it where you're just like, Okay, this is a little bit cheesy, but at the same time, that is probably something someone else out there really needs to hear. So Absolutely. Um, you know, like you like you said, take little nuggets. But
0: Anywho, uh, we'll kinda dive into this. So basically the overall theme for this it's a concept called extreme ownership. So this was a book that I, I took a topic from um basically the whole book. It's by Jocko Willink and Leif, Leif, Leif Babin. So this book I love. This is a bunch of war stories and how they kind of bring that back to um, like the business. So they do a lot of business mentorship. So they do a lot of things where they show up and prep these guys and coach them for a project or if they're struggling or whatever it is. So the whole concept with extreme ownership is basically you hold responsibility for everything that happens to you. That meaning and I think we can all relate to this when bad shit happens. oh, you know, how could I have controlled that? Everything that you do, every position you put yourself in, that is your responsibility, your team, those around you, the situations that you're in specifically, it's all your fault and it's all because of you. So not to say, oh, I mean, I need to get so down myself. But the whole point is to embrace that, understand that you play a role in all this and you, you set the tone for all these situations. So whether it is, you know, you building a team, if you're, you know, whoever you're working with on your team, they're responsible for something. That's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to make sure they're adequately prepared for those things um, and being able to tackle it. And if they fail, that's your failure. That's not on them. So if they were failing, they weren't given the proper tools. Um, And again, there's some extreme instances where this isn't actually the case. You set them up and they're just not doing things. But you need to take complete responsibility for everything around you, everything that happens to you and your entire team. So this is something where I felt like we often deflect Oh, woe was me? Why is this happening to me? And these are the kind of things that I, I fuck around with with us when we have a bad day Like listen cut the woe was me bullshit. It's time to dive back in and, and get this squared away
1: Yeah, you tend to give me tough love which most of the time it does work <laughs> um, but you know, I think that this Mindset and mentality is something a lot of people struggle with. They, it's really easy, I think, to just put the blame on something else or someone else. And even relating this back to health and fitness, um, if you haven't reached your goals yet, or maybe let's say you struggle with even getting to the gym, or you know you struggle with hitting your macros, or you struggle with just nutrition in general and can't stop eating the foods that you know you shouldn't be eating it's really easy to just blame it on an external thing happening, whether it's
0: works too busy, I'm too stressed, the kids, this and that. There's a trillion other people in the same position as you. And some people are kicking ass regardless. And
1: that's not to like make you um, like we don't want to say that and make you feel bad or compare your issues to someone else's issues. But at the same time, you have to know when that, like went across that line to level up like, you know, when you actually are struggling versus when you actually are just deflecting all of that onto everything else around you.
0: It's the snowball effect. So realistically, we're all going to deal with things. Everything's not going to be perfect all the time. And we talked about this on SD Evolution. We just had a post. We don't expect you to be tracking perfectly every single day. So that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you can control what you can control. So on the days where you have the ability to do so, you need to kick ass. On the days that you don't have the ability to do so, you have a sick kid, you're traveling, work's going nuts, whatever, things are throwing you off your game. If you were prepared to begin with, if you prepped your food, whatever whatever the case is that you need to be doing, if you had done those things to put yourself in a position to succeed, you would still be able to keep things close. And let's say you're flying by the seat of your pants because everything just hit the fan one day you can still make good decisions. You can still make the best decision based on what's available to you instead of saying, oh, fuck it, today's already screwed. I'm throwing everything in. I'm throwing the towel in. I don't care. I'll start again tomorrow. I'll start again next week. That's not how you progress. Progressing is doing the best that you can with the hand that you've been dealt. And then when you can dial it in, do that as soon as that opportunity presents itself.
1: Yeah, we talk about this a lot with clients too. It's like control the controllables. Everybody has shit going on. Everybody is... Sh- Did you just say shit? i said shit swearing on this podcast (laughs) everybody is you know still struggling with pandemic related stuff and it's been a hard couple of years but um you know i think even our mindset right now is so much different than like think back to early pandemic where was our mindset how does that compare to where we're at now and does that apply to what you're saying
0: are you talking about Adjusting on the fly
1: just like our personal struggles as far the as pandemic
0: was two and a half years ago when it started it feels just,
1: like. I want you to think back to then think about what our struggles were then and did we overcome we them? had
0: no help <laughs> We were in a bubble by ourselves working full-time raising a baby.
1: He was nine Workouts months.
0: so this is so this is exactly what we're talking about. It was difficult But at the same time, I think that's when I transitioned to total body training. My workouts were done in 45 minutes or less we still prepped every single week and while things were difficult health didn't hit the fan regardless that's
1: what i mean it was you know we're still focusing on what we could focus on in that moment of hardship i mean it was hard on our relationship it was hard on parenting it was hard on the business we were overwhelmed we had you know we couldn't take on any more clients. We had people coming to us from all angles cuz obviously they couldn't go to the gym anymore. So it was like a lot of this stress and overwhelm um and all of these things happening, you know, we're big family people. We couldn't see our family. We had to cancel a lot of things just like many of you. So, you know, it would have been really easy to just throw in the towel and just say, you know, I can't train Or eat, or work, or do any of the things that I, the way that I used to do them. So I'm just not going to do them at all. But where is that getting you? Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you're like, man, I really wish I didn't throw in the towel. Why did I do that? I have to start completely over now.
0: And the things that you're not doing are just adding to that stress and frustration. So it's like, oh, I feel like crap. Everything's not going my way right now. This is very frustrating. But if you did those two little things every day if you put yourself in position to do something progressive and get better in some way shape or form you wouldn't be feeling that way so what's adding a little more to your plate is actually taking two times that amount off of it
1: yeah and i think it all comes back around to just setting realistic expectations too and understanding that different phases of your life are going to require more or less energy and more or less intensity in certain areas like we can't be doing All of these things and excelling in all of the areas at once. But which area can we really push forward this month? Maybe which area could we then pull back a little bit to allow that to push forward? So it's kind of about finding your balance in that way and understanding that not every single thing is always going to be trending up or trending down, depending on what you're talking about.
0: Absolutely. And this is something that I probably am tougher on you specifically, but. When we have these conversations, things start getting tough and I say, stop victimizing yourself. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. So victimizing yourself is seeing different things happening around you and then projecting that as, oh, why is this all happening to me? That's the woe is me bullshit that I'm talking about. So if that's the first thing that you're doing, if you look around and the first thing you do is point your finger at everyone else, why are you you, you doing these things to me? Why is this happening to me? You're victimizing yourself. So that is putting you at such a disadvantage. Your mindset is already gone. You feel like you're in a, uh, a weak position, you feel exposed, and then your walls go up. So when your walls go up, nothing progressive happens from that point. You can't have a conversation with somebody whose walls are up. You make no progress in that. So if you can relate to that, just that statement in a in a clear head, if you can say, you know what, I do that on occasion, recognizing that is is step one.
1: Yeah, this all comes yeah. back around to honestly how we grew up and our our childhood trauma and what we experienced as a kid and for me I have always been the person to kind of just shut people out put my walls up I haven't been the best at communicating we've worked on that actually personally me and you a lot this year and I think we've gotten really good at it um but it was something that was really hard for us for a long time and Josh would say you know he would give me that tough love and I knew it was coming from a good place but at the same time I was so deep into That victim mindset that I couldn't just accept it. Um, So it took a long time, you know, therapy, lots of inner work, you know, reading books and progressing myself, evolving myself to understand how to not get into that place and not let that be the first place that I went to and that has helped me so much stay out of that victim mindset and you know it still is going to happen we're we're human and it will happen sometimes but it's something you can work on and it's something that you can really grow out of and grow into more of what your true inner self is experiencing and understanding that all of these emotions and these feelings are fleeting, but also they don't define you. So being able to separate myself from the situation and kind of look at it from a bird's eye view has been super helpful for me.
0: Yeah. And I think it's not to say that I'm not too hard because I know sometimes I, I do go overboard, but that's coming from my side. So that's how I was brought up. It was always the tough love. Like I talk about this with how we raise our dogs, with how we raise our son. Like I'm going to be a hard ass if someone screws something up, you're going to know about it, we're going to fix it. But for every time that I, I get mad or that I yell, I say I love you without exaggerating 5,000 times. So a for, lot. for everyone <laughs> that you fuck up and we have a serious conversation about it. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general, if I tell someone like this this shit can't happen, we have a blow up, they know that I love them 10,000 times over. So that's that's how I was raised and it wasn't Perfect. I think very highly of my parents. I think they did a kick-ass job and things obviously escalated quicker than they should have and that's kind of how I am on occasion. So that's where I'm coming from. But it's also a mindset that I relate really well with is, you know, kick each other in the teeth, you get back at it, you come back stronger. That's why we're going to talk about this through a bunch of different podcasts, but we find so many common themes through different books, through different podcasts, through different people that we kind of look up to, not necessarily as mentors, but just in different industries and similar industries where we kind of pull different themes, learn a little tidbit from every single person. There's a lot of stuff that carries over. So from books like this, um, we just mentioned Jocko. Um, Rob Bailey is someone that I've followed along with for a while. I used to just listen to his music and then he started doing the like YouTube videos. He started a podcast. He has a, a production um clothing line he does supplements if you guys know who Dan- Dana Lynn Bailey is in the uh, bodybuilding world that's his wife but this dude I just I've always connected with just how he speaks like his his songs are like mixed between like heavy metal rap and poetry I would say <laughs> everything he says is like from a really deep level I feel like he writes it as a poem then he screams it back at you and rap it's it's I like it it's good stuff but so following along with him Then, um, obviously, first form, Andy Frisella. So I wasn't very familiar with first form until we actually went there, but we were actually getting the tour and then someone asked if I knew who Andy and Sal were. I had no idea who they were. Josh was
1: like clueless. He was just kind of along for the ride and he wasn't even like excited to go to First Form. Um, So, backstory on this like, obviously, they invited me out there. I was like, Josh is coming with me. He is my other half. Like, we do everything together. Obviously, they're all about family and all about, you know.
0: I was the baggage.
1: Well, no, they understand that we own a business together. Um, So they had us out and I was like super excited. And I feel like Josh just didn't have that excitement because he didn't know really who they were, or what they were about at all. We
0: were also going to Missouri.
1: And well, that was our first note. vacation in two years. <laughs> that was our first vacation. We were vacation. going to Missouri. So he didn't really go in with any like expectations of, you know whatever so we get there and it just blew us away from everything from you know the people there the community just the feeling you get when you walk in there everything is immaculate and it's just a place that really inspires you and motivates you and it's something that I wish everybody could feel um at some point in their life this has happened a couple times in my life where I've gotten that feeling but you just feel like you're at home but also like Inspired in the best way to just be a better human if that makes sense
0: No doubt and I'm not doing this to pat myself on the back But with how much I didn't want to go to that I went in with a mindset where this isn't about me This was about you. I was there to fully support it Go go with the flow and I think for a lot of the stuff that we've done like I handled that Initially I say handled the best because it my everything changed once we got there But I think I went into that pretty well
1: You did cuz I I mean do you want to give them an example of how you handled something in the past and I can think of one if you can't.
0: <laughs> okay, Is this Disneyland. Well,
1: I mean Disney too, but like even just like powerlifting meets, those oh, were not your favorite oh to God. go to. You hated my powerlifting. They were the meets. worst. You loved to come support me, mm-hmm. but you not for seven hours. There was one for three lifts. I think my best meet. You like just left early because you that were so. That was at Foxwoods or Mohegan. Yeah, and I couldn't,
0: and I I was trying
1: hard. And like, I there not, were so many. It wasn't something I held against you, but it was just like. An example of how much your mindset has shifted since that time in our life. And that was just back in 2017, 2016 or something. Yeah.
0: That was a challenge.
1: But I mean, granted powerlifting meets are extremely long all day.
0: (laughs) I was hungry. It was so boring. (laughs) I'm so glad that we don't do those anymore. But anyway, so we get there back to first form and I was blown away from the moment we walked in the door. First of all, everything's immaculate. It's, if you haven't seen pictures of it the place is insane but aside from that everyone who walked past first of all on the way to walking past them there was pictures of our entire family on every tv that we walked past <laughs> which is crazy uh but everyone we walked past knew both of our names like i i wasn't here for the this wasn't my trip they knew obviously knew who but you were they me. would come up they hugged us like we knew us i'm like am i supposed to know that guy's name right oh hey josh al how are you big hugs i'm like Okay, that's, like they've that's known cool.
1: you for your entire life. Like they were like your your aunt or something or uncle. Like they just made our, you feel our age, so cousins our age. well, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> they just made you feel so welcome. Um, but it like was
0: the welcome wagon and I actually brought this up our last night there after we already had these relationships because we develop relationships in two days with like, like very close people. And then I'm like at the end of it, we got ice cream and I'm like, honestly, like when we got there. I thought these dudes are very committed to selling this. And this is, I mean, it was impressive, but I'm like, there's no way. And I'm, at the end of it, I'm like, you can't fake it for this long. Like these dudes and these these girls are that real. Like the whole thing was, an, it was not an act. They hire very well. The culture there is insane. It's beyond inspiring. And I just texted a group. Um, they sent us a little care package after the, the miscarriage. And I just sent a message over to a few of them on that. I'm like, listen, I, you didn't have to do that. Obviously, we appreciate that means the world to us and the fact that you know we actually consider you guys family blows my mind like it's that's how close that's how good of people these guys are.
1: Yeah, you just get that that feeling that they're there to support you no matter what and that you, once you're a part of their family, you are a part of their family for life. Um and it just I mean and I'm not
0: even sponsored by these people and I think that highly. Of them.
1: <laughs> through every like up and down, I mean, I've only been a part of First Form for a year now. It's been 1 year and it feels like it's just I can't even put it into words. It's just an amazing thing. But um, I mean, everything from the gym and how they turn every plate that has the first form logo on it has to be right side up and like everything just looks perfect. Um, But it's just a place that, like we said, it allows you to grow and makes you just want to help more people and be like that for other people, because there aren't a lot of people who are like that out there in the world, at least that I can tell right now.
0: Genuine (laughs) good humans who can embrace strangers that quickly and, and make you feel like, and fam- become like a family. So that was really cool. But back to what you we were talking about, I didn't know who Andy and Sal were. They were the owners of the building, um, along with his partner, Chris, but going all the way back around to this, I kind of picked up on Andy's podcast after we got back because we actually implemented a couple of things as soon as we got back from that trip for our businesses. And I was curious to know more about this guy and got blown away. And he lined very well with, what i already thought highly of from from rob bailey and then you know a little further down the line i find out they're actually pretty close buds too so all these all these mindsets aligning and it was really cool but kind of getting back into the mindset thing i actually just bought a new piece of apparel from rob bailey basically every i keep saying he's all about like poetry quote unquote and he doesn't say he's about poetry but i just take everything he does as poetic and artistic so he has a line that came out um Fuck you kill everything is the line so fyke is the shirt And the whole mindset is basically you know no one gives a fuck everything's on you these are your goals no one needs to hold your hand and then when you start victimizing yourself that's when those cues come in so oh why is this happening to me it's no 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 fuck you square up figure your shit out we're gonna get this done and kill everything is getting that stuff done you attack everything with a vicious mindset so that was something that really connected and resonated with me that was that tough love type of deal that quick and easy quick hitter motivation that i'm like yeah this res my engine When you're being a pussy, you're going to stop being a pussy. You're going to snap out of it and figure out what's happening. How do we correct that? Um, And going back to that book, so this is kind of where I was tying it back into the one thing I pulled from that book, Winning. He kind of talks about uh, Kobe's Black Mamba mentality, that alter ego that he goes into, and he calls it the dark side and the darker side. And that's not necessarily I'm going out here to kill everybody and going out there to just attack, attack, attack. It's getting tunnel vision, focusing on what your specific goal is. So fuck you, kill everything. Tunnel vision's coming in. You're about to go kill out your current objective. So really hankering down, not victimizing yourself, getting yourself in the proper headspace to go dominate something and then attack it.
1: Yeah, I think the common thing between all of these people that you just talked about is they, they know who they are and they show who they truly are. And they're not afraid to show who they truly are. And that's what makes them so motivating and inspiring but it also just makes you realize that you don't have to you don't have to fake it till you make it you can be who you are on the inside and still achieve everything that you want to achieve Um, but they have a very intense um, I guess way of speaking and just their being and I understand that that might be like a little in your face to a lot of people Um, but that's who they truly are it's not a show so you have to kind of look at everything that they've done. And I I think it was a good point. You made me listen to the podcast that Rob Bailey talks about this um, little mantra. You know, when you... He initially didn't want to make that his... What did they call it? Did they call it a mantra? I guess so. Um, Tagline, slogan. Yeah. So he didn't want to make that his, his slogan because it was like, am I really going to start my slogan off with the word fuck you? Like, that's intense. But... That's what we need sometimes to get to that next level. Does that make sense? It's just,
0: yeah, it's a mindset shift. It's not a rude thing. It's not a, uh, it's an aggressive thing, but it's an aggressive thing toward yourself to correct yourself. It's a correction. The fuck you is a correction. That's directly at yourself when you catch yourself being a pussy. Fuck you. Stop that shit. Let's get back to work. And then you go out and kill everything. So that's the whole concept with that. But like you said, these guys live by these things. So it's not, oh, let me fake it till I make it this whole thing is a philosophy. It's, it's how they live their lives. And it's not always that intense. It's something as simple as, you know, being dedicated to your craft, caring about others. So Andy, in one of his podcasts, he says he's always looking for the person who's taking out the trash at five o'clock. They're walking out the door. They see trash is overflowing. Do they leave it for the next guy? Or are they grabbing it and throwing it out? And going back to what you're talking about with the gym and they're turning the plates all around. As soon as we left the building, I think on day one. There was a speck of dirt on the floor. Brian walks up with a spray bottle, sprays it, wipes it up and throws it in the, in the garbage like nothing happened. I didn't notice the dirt. Brian saw that. There's no one else in the building. Everyone else is already gone. Cleans it up, throws it away. And that's just what they do. And that's that do it anyway philosophy is, you know, there's a lot of things that we'll go through in life. You're like, well, I don't feel like doing that. Whether it's a habit, whether it's something you laid out for yourself, whether it's that last bit of work, I'll do it later. When you do it later, when you remind, when you set those reminders that you had for today, and bump them back to tomorrow those things just keep getting pushed so when you develop that do it anyway philosophy and mentality you start checking little boxes and that's why we incorporate habits into our, our daily check-ins and our weekly check-ins for our clients is these are little objectives that build positive momentum throughout the day throughout the week and lead to those longer-term goals so when you can get yourself automatic in terms of doing every little thing the right way and talking about getting 1% better you aim to be 1% better in all these different areas, that cumulative effect is going to change your life. Sweeping up the last little bit of whatever's on the floor, taking out the garbage, little things you're not thinking about. But when those types of things become automatic, you will change your life.
1: That's just kind of laziness when you don't do those things. And I think something good to reflect on for you guys listening is, you know, what are you doing when nobody else is watching? So are you the type of person that, you know, leaves the bag of potato potato chips open and lets them go stale are you going to take the did, two- you <laughs> did you just use I that
0: did you just i do
1: that sometimes we mm. don't have potato chips though but uh, you get what i'm saying oh i get it <laughs> don't start that we can go down the rabbit hole there mister but you know just think about all of the little things that you do throughout every single day and are those little things adding up to get you to where you want to be and get you closer to where you want to be or are they really what's holding you back and there's so many things that you do that you probably just don't even think about you don't consider so sometimes also taking an audit of your day and just looking at what your habits are looking at what you're doing how are you spending your time who are you helping you know what does your day look like and how can you be a little bit better tomorrow
0: how have you taken something off of someone else's plate any little thing cleaning up their plate, literally cleaning up their plate, taking it off their plate. Any little thing you need to help somebody else just be that type of person. So when you start embracing these concepts, I keep saying this is life changing and it's not an exaggeration. As you're checking these boxes, you're going to find yourself, you know, no longer missing workouts. You're going to be eating better. You're going to be more productive as you're making better decisions. And it just snowballs. Everything else improves 1% better every day. The cumulative effect is insane. Um,
1: that's another good book the compound effect if you're into reading something about that but it's all about how you know one decision can snowball either way i haven't even
0: read that i just said it
1: yeah so you're you're already on the same page
0: so you're out of shape business is down cool what the fuck are you going to do about it at the end of the day it really is all about being honest with yourself what's realistic and how hard are we willing to work so parlay that directly into a training concept you're putting in program, you list the RPE of eight. So RPE of eight is two two reps short of failure on a certain exercise. Maybe you're taking a certain exercise to failure. Go home right now. Tell yourself you just took a set to failure bring it to that point see how far you actually got then ask yourself was that actually failure or did i just not feel like doing it anymore
1: or on, on another example along with that is you know you have people who will start a program and then they do let's say it's a four day per week program they do three days per week and they skip the last two ab ex- exercises of every day you're not doing the program you're cutting corners and when you don't get the results you want to know why that's why
0: And you actually question that. Why am I not progressing?
1: Right. You you
0: didn't follow the program. It's a very. You didn't push yourself as hard as you could have. It's
1: a common thing we see as coaches. um, And it's something we help our clients with. And, you know, we're with our one-on-one clients. It's a lot easier because we're able to see their programming. We're checking up on them. We're seeing what their last set RPE is.
0: But we're also at the, I don't even know what the word is that I'm trying to say, at the mercy of them reporting accurately. So at the same time. They list an eight. We have to take them with their word for it.
1: This is a great example. But of, you got to
0: check yourself with that.
1: Right. You can have a coach. You can have the best coach in the whole world. You can be on the best training program in the whole world. You can have like a chef preparing all of your meals. But if you're not putting in the work yourself and holding yourself accountable to the best of your ability, you're not going to succeed in what you want to achieve.
0: If you take nothing else from this podcast and you're here for a lot of the fitness stuff, if the one thing you take would be actually judge your intensity accurately. Go home with your next workout, wherever you're doing it, whenever you're doing it, and check your intensity level. Take a set to actual failure, body shaking failure. I physically could not do another rep with good form if my life depended on it. That's failure. So to see muscle growth, we're talking about the six to 10 range. You don't wanna be at a failure all the time. This is a little side tangent. This is not what we're talking about today. But muscle growth is gonna happen when you're essentially one to four reps short of absolute failure so for most of us if we're stopping what we think is an eight you could probably get six extra reps so you're nowhere near that so again back to mindset push yourself you will change your body if you are actually at an eight for the majority of these things and you know eight nine ten on the rare occasion but just by judging that intensity level you'll absolutely change your entire physique
1: don't coast it just comes down to not coasting through Your workouts not coasting through life not coasting through anything that you do when you're coasting you're comfortable when you're comfortable you're not changing a single thing
0: and you're usually coasting when things are going well so we once we start backpedaling we realize things are kind of backtracking then we start scrambling wondering okay what the hell's happening And we kind of saw this with business so to kind of parlay this back into the business side of things our monthly revenue was doubling on a year over year percentage base at the beginning of the year past four five months whatever it's been we got punched in the fucking mouth so we're talking about i mean i don't know if we're talking about what we're actually making on this podcast but we'll we save were making. that for another one we'll save that for another one we were doing extremely well i mean it was life-changing and just over the course of the past five months things have really really we're still doing well don't don't get me wrong but things were are not nearly as good as they used to be so this is a point where you kind of go back to that okay what the fuck's happening are you victimizing yourself? Why is this happening to me? What's going on? Or are you going to do something about I it? I
1: think at first we we were sort of victimizing. We were in the victim mindset where we were like, you know what? It's pandemic related. It's this. It's that. It's, you know, people are out and not wanting to spend money or not caring about their health or nutrition, which maybe it and could be. And those things can happen. Right. That's fine. It could be both. But for us, we're not going to just sit around and wait until people are ready. So what can we do? right now and everything that we are doing so you listening to this this podcast um getting back to our youtube videos getting back to just how we grew our business in the first place and it's been honestly so much fun like i kind Taking of that to
0: the next level forget how we did it to begin with just elevating that and evolving that to an entirely different height
1: like i feel like we definitely got comfortable but also like i got to a place where i forgot how much i loved doing this and what we do and putting out information for you guys and educating you and, you know, giving you everything that we have to make your life better. And, um, it was a wake up call that we definitely needed. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that it happened because I feel like if it didn't happen and we were just coasting and, you know, things are still going really well, it's like, I almost lost the passion that I had for our business that I had in the beginning. You just
0: grow accustomed to it. So evolve or die is a very real thing. If you're not evolving, you're dying. And it can happen at the drop of a hat. And we started, not that we were dying again, we we had a significant cushion and we just kind of scaled back to reality a little bit. But that was because we were coasting. So because this has happened, you know, we ate that shit. We took that punch, we ate that shit, and we decided we need to figure out what we can do better. So that's where we took a bunch of different paths. We have so much shit coming out not just a podcast we're doing this on youtube we have a bunch of different products coming out for both of our businesses so sd evolution we're like every every single day every single meeting every single week something just stopped recording that's okay keep going um every single week we're looking for ways to improve business so what's happening how can we do that a little bit better so we decided we're going to start doing um calls monthly support calls so that's going to be something for our one-to-one clients so every single month if you can't make the call You just send out um, your questions. We're going to answer them on the call, and we'll do some live back and forth directly on that call. For the MMC, we're building an app.
1: That will be released this month for MMC. That's the goal. As long as everything goes smoothly. As long as everything goes smoothly this month or next, and it's beautiful. I'm so excited. It will make it way more user-friendly for, I mean, everybody will be able to, access it and you know have the workouts right have the videos right there it's very clear on what you need to do each day you still have your different program options it's just streamlined everything so much it's
0: just gonna look kick-ass and be easy to use But it doesn't have to be something significant, as significant as that as far as an improvement goes. So um, we also talk a lot with our coaches about doing a lot more voice memos and doing a lot more videos on those messaging back and forth on client check-ins just to be a little more personable. Anybody can send a message, anybody can send a a text, an email, whatever it is. On our portal, we have the ability to make this feel like more one-to-one in-person coaching. We weren't utilizing that. The video libraries, we have the ability to create our own YouTube channel on that software. We didn't. Those are things we want to implement, and they're, they're going to happen as you develop this app just because it's going to be a lot more seamless. So resource library, different cool things for clients to download. There's a lot of different things we already had the ability to do that we just weren't taking full advantage of. So being able to dive in, give them as much value as possible in any way, shape, and form, we're always looking for ways to improve that. And we just got the kick in the ass to get that implemented. As far as Fit Coach Pro, I don't know if we officially said this, um, but if you're listening, I know it's a small group, so we'll just release it here. There's two massive things that are happening on the back end right now. The first one is we're developing partnerships with other leaders in this industry. So if you guys know Sam Miller Science, um, NLCA.
1: Casey uh, Joe, Casey Joe. Um, We're basically connecting with a lot of other leaders who have either certifications or courses or offerings that would align with other fitness coaches. These and are their specializations.
0: Some are business mentorships. Just things to help you evolve your game.
1: So, you know, we wanted to connect with them to obviously you know cross paths and help them out but also anybody who will be part of fit coach pro and signs with fit coach pro gets access to these things from them which is amazing this
0: isn't helping them out it's not helping us out it's it is but it's helping the entire community we're all elevating each other and that's exactly what we strive for so when we decided to build fit coach pro to white label this to other coaches we were thinking much bigger picture as far as not just creating a software, but creating community. So the whole point of this was to allow everyone who's using the software to be better at what they do, to make more money, to make their job more efficient, take on more clients, help more people, scale your business if you're hiring coaches, elevate your game. So again, we got the business coaching, We have specializations, you're now gonna have, excuse me, you're now gonna have exclusive access to these things through our software, through our partnerships, through Fit Coach Pro, And this is just the beginning. This is something as we were building the software, we were already having these conversations about how does this grow? And to see this kind of come to fruition has been mind-blowing. I get chills. If you guys saw my post, I get that home run feeling. It's just, you know, as an athlete, you always have that natural adrenaline rush. I get that from big shit like this now.
1: Yeah. I mean, we want everybody to succeed. We don't want to be the only coaching company out there that's crushing it. We want other coaches who are aligned with us and do things in a similar way to us and have the best interest of their clients at heart to be using FitCoach Pro on FitCoach Pro and gaining all of this information and education to help more people.
0: Through FitCoach Pro, we are making the competition for SD Evolution better. Right. So if that doesn't tell you about where we're coming from, like this isn't about, oh, come to us, you need to do X, Y, and Z. We are building a system to make our competition as good as we are.
1: Our partner, Joelle, (laughs) is direct direct competitor. A very similar business to us as far as the coaching, health and fitness coaching. And you know, she's someone we have supported from day one, and she has supported us from day one. And it's always been, it's not about you know, can I be better than this person or this company or how do I reach the top. It's taking as many people to the top that you can and than reaching the masses with what your mission is and what your goal is as a company.
0: There is so much bullshit in the fitness industry. You see ads every time you're on YouTube with that dumbass talking about toxic poop in your body, the other dumbass <laughs> talking about the magical food that raises your testosterone by 52%. There's just a lot of dumbasses out there and they're starting to get the bullshit called out on them, but our job isn't necessarily to call them out on the bullshit. You guys are going to figure that out on your own. What our job is, is to bring up the good guys, to bring up people who are doing things the right way, who are focusing on that holistic approach. Casey Joe is a special case, like that's not even the course that's offered isn't directly associated with you know, how do you track your macros, how do you do X, Y, and Z, it's mindset because that's where it all starts from. That's something that we've been really interested in lately in building around uh, with SD Evolution, building into SD Evolution with our check-ins, with our coaches, so a lot of cool things. And not just to call that one out, there's a lot of good things in there, but that was just, while we are talking about mindset, It's a huge game changer, and these are a lot of cool things that are happening. So, again, bringing up the industry, bringing up our quote-unquote competitors so that everybody wins, you know, and Joelle, again, was a direct competitor. We brought her in with Fit Coach Pro because it's it's a different perspective. How can we make this better for everybody else? What are you guys doing that could benefit everybody else, and how do we then bring this to the table? Yeah,
1: she's added so much value to us, you know, through SD Evolution, and also, like, obviously – just being a friend and also to fit coach pro and it's it's really cool to meet people who also have your best interest at heart I think that I mean this comes back around to the first form culture and everything we talked about earlier it's just there are so many good people out there and I know right now in the world it can feel like there are so many not good people out there and everybody's kind of fighting and we've talked about this a couple times we've hit on it with you guys but you have to focus on the good and you have to pull those good people closer and bring them with you to the top.
0: Absolutely. And that's kind of why like working with competitors, bringing up the game, like when we have a bad month, when we have a bad series of months, I don't necessarily freak out because I'm not, we need to pay our bills and we need to stay above a certain threshold, but I'm not worried about the money. The money's going to take care of itself. What I'm worried about is helping as many people as we can and, and bringing that from the top. So, I have goals. We have goals, obviously. Ideally, I think realistically, you know, within the next 10 years, we're going to be making a million dollars a month, if not more than that, based on all the things that are happening. But that's not something I'll oh, where are we? Are we going up? Are we going down? Whatever it is. But based on the scale of who I know we can help and how I know we can help them and the things that we can deliver, I just know that it's attainable. So it's like, yeah, we want to get there. We're not focusing on, I want to make X a month, X a week, X a day. That's just the scale that we're, we're approaching with the things that we're doing right now. So those are my long-term motivations. That's why we don't get too freaked out when things get crazy is this is going to take care of itself. As long as you're delivering things the right way, your your motives are always to help others, which, as we just stated, it, it could potentially be hurting a business. But we know that this is the right thing to do as far as elevating the industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's another thing a lot of people kind of go into – online coaching or I mean anything similar to what we do with the wrong mindset because they see a lot of those business coaches out there who are like you can make a hundred thousand a month or whatever and there's so much garbage and on that side of things too but you know you have to come into this field and you have to I mean this applies to any field anything that you're doing you have to love what you do and you have to be in it for the right reasons and in a service-based industry you have to be in this to help others that is your top priority
0: service is built to serve others so while you're watching all these other companies falter in the pandemic as their customer service sucks ass that's where you have to step up your game if you're providing a service that's customer service you need to elevate that
1: yeah and i think it's it's funny to me too because when you say things like you know our goal my goal is to make a million a month and I can see us doing that my initial thought with that is I'm envisioning okay once we're there what else can we do how else can we continue to help people at that point where are we what have we scaled to what can we continue to grow and reach more people with so it's 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 this mindset that you just adapt and you're constantly thinking about how to get better and be better. And it kind of just continues to compound.
0: And as you're starting out, like this is something I I used to think about when we were kind of dabbing into the business, it's at what dollar amount do you get excited per month? So like, again, this is before we even got to this point. So I'm like, I bet if this was like a full-time gig, we could pay all our bills. I'd be pretty excited. So let's say $5,000 a month. We got to that point. Well, you know what? Everything feels kind of the same. Maybe it's at ten thousand dollars a month. We got to that. Everything felt the same. Well, maybe if it's twenty, that's pretty cool. Twenty thousand a month, that that sounds pretty crazy. We got to that. Everything felt the same. And it didn't click that it wasn't about the money. We're gonna keep climbing the scale. We're gonna keep doing things. There's no euphoric moment when you hit that X dollar amount for the year, for the month, whatever your quote unquote goal was that I just brought up. You don't have that based on that revenue. You have that based on what you're doing. So we got to those points by evolving. We reinvented ourselves we made XML. We're doing that again. Things to, took a hit a little bit. We're reinventing ourselves. Now things are going to evolve to the next level. And the process of that, the journey of that is what's so crazy and what's so exciting. When you see the dollar amount, that's just the result of everything else you've already done. So you're not excited about that. It doesn't matter. It really, I'm saying that and I'm not saying that to be, Oh, money doesn't matter. It really doesn't.
1: Well, it's exactly like, you know, I have a goal to be this amount of weight on the scale. Once you reach that weight, if you're not enjoying the journey and if you're not embracing happiness and in, tr- in implementing positivity and growth into your life, you're not going to be happy when you reach that goal. So it all comes back around to, you know, not waiting until you make X amount of money, not waiting until you lose X amount of weight, not waiting for the perfect job or the moment or whatever it is. Stop waiting. You have to figure out how you can enjoy the journey and embrace the journey and get excited about the journey because that's what is going to continue to level you up
0: that is exactly what that's exactly the conversation we had when we brought joelle into fit coach pro when we had that conversation like is this because they we just kind of mentioned hey you know we're kind of doing this together already they were over at our house like If you guys are interested in partnership let us know just kind of said that out the door they texted us when they got home her and her husband like this that sounds pretty cool like what does that mean we had that conversation but once things got a little bit further we were talking about like listen it's not about making this like i know how much we can make doing what we're doing like i already know that but it's about doing this together like everything we've done you and i personally we've always thought how can we bring in family how can we bring in friends to do something with us And that's because it's so much fucking fun to build something together. Like obviously we have fun doing what we do together, but like who else are we sharing that with? Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about it with our friends and family. It's not quite the same as them being a part of it. So we're talking about fighting through the jungle. You know, there's gonna be a, a destination you wanna get to. You're gonna get to that destination. You're gonna create a new one. So if you're only getting happy for those very brief points in time where you check something off your goal list, you're going to find yourself pretty deficient in life in in the, in the happiness department. So one of the conversations we had as they came on board is let's fucking dive into this jungle together. Let's have a blast doing it. Let's create great shit and let's just build a life together. The life is the journey. The life is is not the destination. You don't reach a destination for a certain amount of time. There's always another destination. So if you're enjoying 2% of your life compared to the other 98, you're always going to be unhappy, but being able to embrace The weight loss journey, the muscle gaining journey, the building a business journey, the struggles, the ups and downs, the downs make the ups better. If you can't embrace that, you're going to be very unhappy.
1: And also, like, don't be afraid to live your life, too. Like, this is your life. Like, it can be really easy to get caught up in work or say no to so many things or feel like you have to do things a certain way or, you know, say no to opportunities. but. You have to live your life and enjoy the life that you live. That's what we're all about at SC Evolution. That's what we've always been about. Absolutely.
0: And that kind of parlays into the the next thing. I keep saying parlay right now. I'm not sure why that's my word of the day. Okay. Anyway, parlays into the next thing we're talking about here. Um, And kind of a post that I, I put up a few days ago at this point. But how many opportunities have you passed up because you were afraid that you weren't good enough to do something? So talking about living your life to the fullest. How many times did you not believe in yourself that you weren't able to dive into something because you thought you have to be special to do something? And then I kind of brought up, like, listen, you don't need to be special. You need two things, passion and perseverance. So this is something that I felt the same exact way. Like, why are we why are we where we are? Like, how did we get to this point? Like, again, we aren't rich by any means, but we do very well. And it's like, well, what's, what's special about us? Like, how do we get to this point? And then listening to these other guys... You know, Andy uh, for talks about making a hundred million dollars in a year. I don't know what Rob Bailey does, but I know they're crushing it and everything they do. But these are guys who will literally talk on the regular about how stupid they are. Like they're just normal individuals who don't don't take no for an answer. If you tell them something can't be done, they're going to show you how it can be done. So that was kind of that. Another aha moment with us is like, listen, we might not be extraordinary at any one thing, but really good at a lot of things. And we know how to fight through. And when we put our mind to something, I guess how we were both raised you can do anything. As long as you're dedicated to a craft and you don't quit, you don't throw in the towel, you keep fighting through and you find another way through. You see a brick wall, you either fight through it, you go around it, you find another path, but you never stop. And that is how we've gotten to where we are.
1: Yeah. And I think the, this is where the comparison trap really can hurt you so much. And if you're constantly comparing yourself to other coaches or other people in the industry that you're in and saying, oh, well, they're smarter. They have a better camera or they have, you know, more, like more anything that will hold you back because you think that you're just not on their level and therefore you don't act on anything that you should be acting on. So, um, even for me recently, like I just in the last week, I cleared out who I've been following. Like when I'm following too many people in the same space, I get this outside noise and that noise kind of like, i guess the best way for me to explain it is all of that outside noise and consumption of other people's content kind of paralyzes me in moments where i need to create so for me to be the best at what i do i need to focus on myself but also focus on the people who are lifting me up too does that make sense like i can't have too much outside noise otherwise it holds me back so you know you have to Ensure that you don't fall into that comparison trap and that mindset where they have it better They're smarter whatever it is because they might be but you also still have so much to bring to the table too.
0: That makes sense And the micro version of that is essentially people not pursuing something because they're looking for validation from somebody else So again, if they're not believing in their abilities, they're waiting for someone to say hey, no, you, you can do this So all that outside noise all those distractions. It's like, okay, well, they're kind of doing what I'm doing is this, is this something that I can actually be good at? So it's it's confusing.
1: Yeah, it's, it can definitely be confusing. Um, that's where having a, I guess, mentor or somebody you look up to or just taking all the information that you learn from the books that you read and the podcasts that you listen to and using it and taking action on it can really help.
0: But the bottom line is if you care about people, if you can deliver a value to them in a way that you are wildly passionate about, you're going to find success. And that's all that we've ever done. And that's, again how we got to where we are.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this podcast was kind of all over the place, but I think they, all of the ideas and little tangents we went off on relate back to that and back to
0: creating mindset, a strengthening mindset, not victimizing yourself, delivering that into a a result positive result
1: yeah so hopefully you guys can take away some nuggets from this one um as always we are on instagram if you want to let us know what you thought of the show we would love to hear from you and um i'm at alessandra skutnik
0: at josh skutnik
1: our business for fitness is at sd underscore evolution and then our fit coach pro is at fit coach pro and our vlog our little family instagram is at our evolving life And
0: then our family YouTube (laughs) is at. (laughs) You can just search Josh and Alessandra on YouTube. Alessandra and Josh.
1: Well, both will come up. Yeah.
0: Here to evolve is the other one.
1: Okay. Well, you can search our names and they should come up. But you know where to find us, you guys. Thank you so much for listening.
0: If you did enjoy it, we would very much appreciate if you could leave us a review. If you're on uh, on Apple, means a lot helps us uh, boost the engagement and and get out there. So same thing on YouTube, comment, uh, like it, share it, spread it. Let's, uh, Let's take this thing to the next level. But thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you guys in the next one.